We started a series last week about the promises of Jesus. We've done a study and just looked through scripture where everywhere where Jesus, there's tons of promises in scripture, but specifically the promises that Jesus made to us. And that's what we've been studying. And I'm so excited to share this, this promise this morning. The promise we're looking at from scripture is that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I love this promise of Jesus. And what Paul just said about me is true, that what I want to share with you this morning I'm absolutely confident that this is God's word for us, that this is what God wants to say to us. And this is not um, just something that I've picked out of the scripture, but this is something that if I could just cut my vein open and bleed this morning, this is something that I believe to my core, that I believe I've lived and that I, that I want to live more and that I want to understand more. I know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus speaks to his sheep and that he wants us to hear his voice and that it's a promise that we can hear him and that we can grow in. Um, I just want to look at John chapter 10. If you have your Bible, if you're going to look on a device, you can go ahead and open to John 10 because that's really going to be our main text. I might mention a few other scriptures as we go along, but we're going to get what we're looking at from John 10 today. So you can turn there if you want to. And I want to start by reading verse 14 of John 10. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. To know God is to know his voice. And, and hearing the voice of Jesus, which we're going to look at, begins with knowing him. Okay, And that really is what that's all about. Jesus himself is the communication of God. God has always communicated to his people. If you look at scripture, if you go all the way back to Genesis and you read all the way through to Revelation, God is a communicating God. He speaks to his people. Why would we think that anything has changed? Why would we think that all of a sudden God doesn't talk anymore? He has always communicated to his people. In scripture, the Bible starts with the words. In the beginning was the word, the communication of God. Jesus himself is the word that we get to understand and know what God wants to say to us. So God is a communicator. All the way through the Old Testament, through the prophets, and through God's people, he spoke to his people. Jesus spoke the word. He brought the communication of the Father to us. And then in the early church, as we read in the book of Acts and in the letters in the New Testament, God was speaking through his church to his people. So God has always spoken to his people. And I know that we here at Border City Church, we want to be and we are going to be a people who hear the voice of God. We are going to be people who know the voice of our God, who know the voice of our shepherd. I know that sometimes when we talk about hearing God, things can get a little weird. And maybe in past, things maybe you've even experienced in church have gotten a little messy with that, a little bit weird with that, because there have been abuses of that. Sometimes people have projected their own will or their own thoughts, and they've put the label on it of, this is what God says, rather than really representing God well. And they've used that for their own use and their own abuse. But that doesn't take away the fact that God does speak and that he does want us to hear his voice and that as his people, we can hear his voice. And whether you realize it or not, you have heard the voice of God already. If you are a follower of Jesus, you've heard his voice. You would not have been able to say yes to him or follow him if you had not received communication from him already. So you have the ability to hear the voice of Jesus. So we believe in hearing the voice of God, but we want to shepherd it well. We want to lead it well. We want to facilitate it well. We want to honor God with the way we go about as a community hearing the voice of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's continue to look at John chapter 10. I now want to look at verse 4 
It says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Verse 5, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And then verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. So Jesus, Jesus identifies himself as the shepherd that he's talking about. So from what I've just read, verse 4, verse 5, and then verse 11, we can pull these facts from that. First of all, Jesus is the shepherd, and we are the sheep, right? You got that picture? Jesus is the shepherd, we are the sheep. Number two, his sheep follow him. Simple, right? Number three, his sheep know his voice. They recognize his voice. Number four, Jesus' sheep will never follow a stranger because they don't recognize the voice of a stranger, which means they do recognize the voice of Jesus, right? So as I was preparing for this message this week, I went onto YouTube and I pulled up a video. I wanted to see just practically even how sheep follow the voice of their shepherd. And I watched this little video of a shepherd in, somewhere in Eastern Europe, and there, were this, there was this flock of sheep on this mountainside, and there were several people, several visitors to this farm that were with the shepherd. And one by one, he would send out this visitor to go use the same words that he would use to call the sheep. And they were speaking some Eastern European language, so I didn't understand what they were saying, but they, one by one, these, these visitors to the farm went out and used the same words that the shepherds used to call the sheep. And as this visitor would call to the sheep, the sheep just kept eating the grass, didn't move, didn't budge. Three different people went out and used the same words that the shepherd would use, and the sheep didn't even give them the time of day. And then the shepherd walked out and used the same words that these people had just used to call these sheep, and instantly the sheep looked up and they ran over to their shepherd because they recognized the sound of his voice. And see, we don't herd sheep here in Detroit, so sometimes we don't get these analogies as clearly But what Jesus was trying to say to these people is something very plain and clear. He was saying, you you will recognize my voice to you as clearly as the sheep recognize the voice of their shepherd on the hillside. So the people Jesus was talking to, they understood these, these pictures because they were shepherds and they had sheep and they understood that in the context of where they lived. But we can understand it if we just visualize it a little bit. We can understand what Jesus is trying to do. So sometimes we ask ourselves these questions. We say, oh, I wish I could just know God's will for my life. I wish I could just know what God wants me to do in this situation. I'm just confused. I'm frustrated. I I wish I could just know. If he could just tell me, then I would know what to do. And I've got good news for us this morning. This passage, this promise tells us that Jesus does want to guide our lives by us hearing his voice. Isn't that awesome? So the promise we're looking at today from Jesus is my sheep hear my voice. Sheep follow a shepherd. So the secret, the key in this is this, and I feel like this is probably the most important part of what we hear today. The secret, the key, is that hearing God's voice is the privilege of those who follow Jesus. If we're listening for the voice of Jesus as a sheep ready to follow him, then we will hear his voice. If we're not listening ready to follow, we'll struggle to hear his voice. So those who follow Jesus, moving with him, going where he says to go, saying yes to what he says, 
Those are the ones who have the privilege of hearing him. I think that's so important that we shift our hearts. Sometimes it's a subtle shifting. So some of you, I just want to say, I, I understand, some of you are really not following Jesus. Maybe you believe that he is the Son of God, but maybe some of you are not really following him. You're not taking the steps to go where he leads you to go, and you're not even listening to hear his voice, and this is why. You're thinking, I'm afraid to hear what he says to me. I don't want to hear what he's got to say to me. I haven't been living the way I should be living, or I disobeyed the last thing he told me, so I'm afraid to hear what he's got to say to me. So you're not even willing to go on this journey of learning to hear his voice because you're afraid, and you have the wrong view of God. The right view of God draws you into listening for his voice. The wrong view of God actually puts up barriers and closes your ears to hearing his voice. Because we think God is angry. We think God is going to get us. We think God is wanting to punish us, punish us, and that's the wrong view of God. So we close our ears. We say, I don't want to hear what he's got to say to me. If we can understand his heart, then we will hear his voice more clearly and more easily because we're leaning our, our heart in to hear him. So Jesus has identified himself in this passage as a shepherd, right? And I just want to say something about shepherds. Shepherds will fight for their sheep. Did you know that? Shepherds will fight. They will even risk their own lives to save their sheep. When we look at the life of David in the Old Testament, David was a shepherd, and the Bible tells us he killed a lion, he killed a bear, he fought off predators from his sheep. That's the kind of shepherd Jesus is for us. That reveals his heart for us. Jesus died on the cross for us. He already paid everything. He already laid down his life for us and paid the highest price. We can trust him. That's the kind of shepherd he is. You can trust what he says. If you want to know what kind of shepherd our God is, read Psalm 23. You don't have to turn there right now, but I know many of you are very familiar with the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know that passage? That's the way our shepherd is. He takes care of us. He provides for us. He leads us into his rest. He restores our soul. He protects us. He gives us victory over our enemies. And he never leaves us. That's the kind of shepherd Jesus is. That's the kind of shepherd we're following. That's the kind of shepherd I want to hear what he's got to say to me. Because I can trust that it's good. And we have to remember that Jesus has brought us into relationship with our Father God. God is our Father. And the fathers need to speak in different ways to their children at different times, right? Sometimes, if you've had a bad day, the Father God just wants to say, come here, I just want you to come close to me, and I just want you to know it's okay, and I love you. Sometimes, if you know that you've messed up, the Father wants to say to you, I, I want to show you how what you said or what you did wasn't helpful, and I want to show you how what you said or what you did hurt somebody. So sometimes God will speak those things to us, but the, the object is love. The purpose of whatever he says to us, even if there's a little correction in what he says to us, the purpose is love. It's to help us out. It's to move us into a better situation. It's to help us be better for other people. If you want to know what our Father God is like, read Luke 15, and it tells us about the prodigal son who went out and disobeyed his father. He spent all the money. He did all the bad things. He even rejected his father's love. And yet when he decided to come back home, the father was waiting there for him with open arms. That's a picture of our father God. We can trust him. 
So before I even talk about hearing the voice of God, I want us to today, and I know you can't just do it in an instant, but I want us to shift our minds and begin to think about the love of our Father, our Good Shepherd. And over time, as you're willing to allow your heart to be healed, to see the way he really is, you'll hear his voice more and more and more because your heart will lean in because you want to hear what he has to say to you. It opens our heart to, to want to hear our shepherd. Yes. I remember several times in my life being greatly comforted by having God speak to me. Um, I, I know some of you have heard the stories I've shared before, but I'm sorry, it's all I got. I just got this one life that I've lived so far, and I know God's got to add more stories, but he's given me stories from my life that I love to share, and I love to share testimony of what God has done, because when we rehearse our testimonies, it not only reminds us, but it reminds everybody around us of the goodness of God. Um, But I've shared with some of you before, some of you have not heard this, when we were, our, our family moved to South Africa in 2009, because we believed God was calling us there. And that year before, in 2008, um, I'll cut the story off and just make it a little bit shorter, but basically, God had already been speaking to us about moving to South Africa. He'd made it very clear. And my heart was wanting it, receiving it. Paul was convinced this is the way God was leading us. But I, as a mom, was struggling just to give that final yes, to say, yes, we're going. And the reason I was struggling is because I was concerned what this move would mean for my children. At that time, my two little boys were the ages of one and four. And I had been a stay-at-home mom, and I all of a sudden realized if we move overseas, this is potentially changing their destiny. I'm changing everything about their lives. How do I know they're going to cope in this different culture? What if they end up marrying somebody there, and then we move back to America? And just all these things were just flooding my heart of the magnitude of this decision, and my heart was fearful. Also, we were going to be working with an organization that had invited me to take a full-time position, and I was going to be at the office full-time. And I was afraid if that was the right decision or not. Lord, you've got to show me. But my heart was in fear. And uh, we'll get in, in, in a few minutes, we'll get into the different ways that God speaks. But this, in this particular instance, God chose to spoke to me through someone else. And we were a part of a church in Georgia, and there was a, a couple that came through and ministered at the church that weekend. And this woman was very prophetic. God used her to speak on his behalf into the lives of others. And she, after she preached that morning, she ministered to people, and she knew absolutely nothing of our situation or that we were contemplating a move to Africa. And she prayed with me afterwards, and she began to prophesy and speak over my life. And it was an amazing prophecy. She was talking about God opening a door to a nation and God giving me influence and God giving me a voice to speak. But I want to tell you, it was almost like my ears were closed to hear it. My heart was closed because my heart was still in fear about saying yes. So then at the very end of her words, she says, and you know what? She says, God says, don't even worry about your kids because he's got provision for them that you don't even know about yet. And I'm telling you, that was just like a key that unlocked my heart to be able to say yes to God because I realized God's already in the future. He already knows. He already has the provision. And I was able to say yes to God. Then a similar thing happened when we were going to be moving back to the U.S., which we had not planned to do. We thought we might live in South Africa forever. But God began to speak to us a couple years ago about moving back to the U.S. We still didn't know it was going to be Detroit. But he started speaking to us, and Paul had come to Chicago. We were living in Johannesburg. Paul had come to Chicago to attend the conference, and God began to speak to him there about coming back to the U.S. The very same day, I was at home in Johannesburg in our home, and I was praying for Paul's trip 
while he was in Chicago. And God showed me, and, and this time it was just like a knowing. Have you ever had a knowing just settle over you? I just all of a sudden knew we're going back to the USA. And it's not like 20 years off. It's like it's close. We're going to go back to the USA. And all of a sudden I just knew my children were going to be in school in the USA. They were going to live the rest of their uh, years being raised in the USA. It was just a knowing that settled over me. And there was so much comfort that I received from both of those situations because after I heard God speak in both of those situations, when we moved to South Africa, it wasn't easy. There were hard times. There were difficult times. There were times that we were challenged in what we had said yes to do. And so when we hit those hard times, and, and the same has been the true here, we said yes to God to come back to the U.S., move to Detroit. It's not been easy. It's been challenging. There's been difficult circumstances that we have faced. And when we face those times, we haven't said, oh, no, we haven't panicked and said, what did we do? How could we have been so foolish? No, we've looked at each other and we've said, what did God say? And it has given us confidence and peace to know that we are in the will of God. When God speaks to you, he's speaking into your future so you will have confidence to walk that out and to know that you're in his will. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to trust him every step of the way. But you get that faith and you get that confidence from hearing his voice. So that should build your faith to hear God speak to you. And for some of you, I realize this might be a new thought for you. It might be a new thought that you can hear God's voice. That might be a new thought for you, but I want to tell you that you can. So practically, how do we hear the voice of God? So if you study the Bible, if you look in Scripture, you see that God speaks in a lot of ways. He speaks through dreams and visions. In the Bible, he speaks through fire, he speaks through water, he speaks through clouds, he speaks through a quiet inner voice. Even in the Bible, God speaks through animals, okay? So God can use anything because he's God. He's the creator of everything, so he can use anything he wants to to speak to us, right? But I believe that there are primarily three ways that we hear the voice of God that I just want to mention. Three ways that we hear God's voice. The first way is that we read his voice. And what I mean by that is that in Scripture, in the Bible, I believe that the Bible is the primary way that God speaks to us. If we're, if we're wanting comfort, if we're wanting to hear the voice of God, we can always go to the Bible. Does God want me to love my spouse? Should I pay my taxes? Should I seek revenge? All those answers are in the Bible. God primarily speaks to us through his word. We say, I wish God would speak to me. And God says, I already have. I've written you a whole book. And so the general will of God we can find in Scripture. We can know the will of God through Scripture. And even sometimes God will speak specifically to you through Scripture. Sometimes he will lift something from his general word and he will speak specifically to you through Scripture um, to apply it to your situations. But one of the best ways that we can grow to hear God's voice is to read Scripture, to know Scripture telling you, the more you read scripture, you'll start to, 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 to know what God's voice sounds like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you, like when Paul and I first started dating, we would call each other and I'd say, hi, this is Minda, or you'd say, hi, this is Paul. Well, now we've been married 18 years and we don't need to say who it is because we recognize each other's voice, right? So the more you read God's written word, the more easily you will recognize his voice. And you'll know when you hear something, that doesn't sound like God. Yeah because I know what he says in his word. Or you'll hear something and you'll say, yeah, 
that's the voice of God because you've been in his word and you're full of his word. You know his voice. One of the, I'm telling you, I cannot stress that enough. If you want to know the voice of God, read scripture, study scripture. You will grow in your ability to know God's voice and to discern God's voice, to discern his will for your life. Um, but like I said, sometimes then he will pick one of those scriptures up to speak specifically into your situation. Um, one of those situations that happened to me, I had been praying over a situation in Peter's life several years ago when he was a little bit younger, and I was just very concerned about a situation in his life, and I was praying, and as I was praying, the Lord spoke a phrase to me, and I recognized that it was a passage of scripture from one of the Psalms. So I went to that Psalm, and I read that Psalm, and the, the verse that God had spoken to me, the, the preceding verse, the verse right before it, spoke directly into my situation. It just gave me all the comfort I needed. And to this day, I mean, that was probably seven years ago, to this day, when I pray for my son, I pray that verse. Because God gave me that verse for Peter. And he used, he lifted something that was from his general will. He lifted it and spoke it specifically into my situation. So God will do that with, his scripture, with scripture. And the more you get familiar with it, then you've got it stored in your heart. And God can lift a verse to speak to you yeah, in your right. circumstance that you're facing right now. So we need to be full of his word. The second way that we hear God's voice, the first way was that we read it. The second way is that we hear it. We hear the voice of God. And when I say hear, I don't just mean audibly. God can speak audibly, but that doesn't happen often. Most people will never audibly hear the voice of God, and that's okay. There have been very mature Christians who've lived their whole life and never audibly heard the voice of God. God does not often speak that way to us. But when I say we hear his voice, what I mean by that is that we actually hear a phrase. Maybe it's inside our hearts, inside our spirits, inside our thoughts. We hear words from God, okay? Often it's a gentle, quiet voice. The Bible tells us that Elijah heard a gentle whisper. So often it's something quiet that we could almost dismiss as our own thoughts if we're not careful. But I'm telling you, God speaks to us that way. And I think it should be that we know God so well that we don't need him to speak audibly that we are close to him so he can speak softly to us because we know his voice. Um, I told you guys a few weeks ago, uh, about uh, just two or three weeks ago, I was in Target, and I had already been to Target that day, and then I'd gone to Meyer, and then I was back at Target trying to find something, and I was walking into Target frustrated, and as I walked through the doors, I just had, I felt like I heard the Holy Spirit say, now what if I wanted you to come back into Target for some reason? And I said, okay. And then a few moments later, I saw this woman, and I just heard these words tell her that I still have more work for her to do. And I was in a hurry, and I was trying to get my items, so I walked past her, and I got my items, and I came to the cash register, the self-checkout, and wouldn't you know, I'm at the self-checkout, and she's at the register next to me. And I'm still ignoring those thoughts, thinking it's just me, thinking that's just me. I don't really need to say that to that woman. I walked out of Target and I got in my car and the minute I stepped in my car, I just felt sick. I just felt like the Holy Spirit was grieved and I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, I gave you those words for her. And so I turned my car around, I watched her come out of Target, I followed her to her truck and I parked next to her and I got out and I said, ma'am, I don't want to seem weird, but I'm a Christian, I believe Jesus speaks to us and I've asked Jesus to speak to me more and I feel like he's given me something to say to you. And I said, I saw you, and I felt like God said, tell her that I still have more work for her to do. And she just said, she stared at me, and she said, 
I have seriously been contemplating suicide. And I said, oh my goodness, I don't know, I don't know if she was more shocked or I was more shocked. But that was such a moment for me to realize I'm shocked. Okay. I'm not sure. Anyway. So the third way we can hear the voice of God is to feel his voice. And that's just a sense. Sometimes it's an emotion that God wants to impress upon us. Um, he wants us to feel. I heard somebody share once that they had, they even sensed just a sense of grief as they walked into a situation and they asked the Lord, what is that? And God said, there's someone here who's recently lost a loved one and I want to minister their, your comfort to them. And this person asked in the setting, is there anyone who's just lost a loved one? And this woman had just miscarried and they were able to minister to her um, out of this sense of grief that God doesn't want you to stay in grief. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if he impresses that upon you. But pay attention because sometimes he wants you to minister something, to lift whatever that emotion is that you're experiencing. So some of you are familiar with a lot of the things I'm mentioning. Some of you have experienced these things that I'm mentioning. Um, and some of you aren't hearing God. Even though you're familiar with these principles, some of you are struggling to hear God. And I just want to speak into that a little bit today. Because often, even though we know these things and we believe these things, we believe God can speak, we're not hearing them. And sometimes it has to do with our faith or our heart posture or uh, where, something in our hearts that God is wanting to help us with. So I just want to speak into a few of those things. As I already said, hearing the voice of God is the privilege of those who follow, okay? So in order to hear Jesus, that means I need to posture my heart to follow him. That before he even speaks... I'm ready to follow, no matter what he says, because I've grown to trust him. I've grown to learn that whatever he's going to say is good. So that means that my heart posture has got to be a heart that is not going my own way, doing my own thing, right? It needs to be a heart that isn't settling down and being lazy. Things just are the way they are, and they're just going to be this way forever. That's not a heart that can hear what God wants to say or bring. Our heart needs to be searching for, Lord, what is your answer? What is your solution to the situation? We shouldn't have a heart that's being stubborn and unwilling to hear or unwilling to bend or unwilling to change, right? That's like this. Like God's word can't get in because we're already stubborn. We're already against whatever he wants to bring change to. We need to have a heart that's listening with the intention to obey, have, have I obeyed what God already said? Sometimes we, ha we aren't hearing God speak because we haven't done anything with what he's already said to us. We'll come back to that in a minute. Or a heart that's not listening and responding to other voices more than the voice of God. Sometimes our hearts are more in tune to the other voices around us than the voice of Jesus. And it's hard for us to hear the voice of Jesus if we're more concerned with all the other voices, including our own voice. Verse 5 of, of John 10 that we've been looking at. Verse 5, again, it says, But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. There are many voices calling out to you, not just the voice of your shepherd. So we need discernment as sheep, right? to know whether we're hearing God or whether we're hearing a stranger's voice. I think there's three voices in our heads that we're hearing all the time. We're hearing God's voice. We're hearing 
our own thoughts and sometimes our own sinful desires, our own sinful bends toward things. And the devil can send thoughts our way too, like arrows that come and just plant thoughts in our head. So we need discernment to know what voice is in our head. Then there's the voices out there that aren't even in your head. The voices of what your family's saying to you and the voices of what your friends are saying to you and the voices on TV and the voices on social media and the voices in this world that are calling out to us all the time. There are so many voices all around us. So how do we know which one is the voice of God? The Bible teaches us that we should test what we hear. And I believe this is a simple filter that we can test. I mean, the closer you get to God, the more you walk with him, often you know quickly what's his voice. But sometimes we need help with that discernment. And so this is a test. Number one, is it in line with God's word? If it's different than God's word, if it's contrary to God's word, that is not the voice of God because God will never contradict himself. If it doesn't sound like God, that's an immediate red flag. Number two, is it the voice of love? Because God is love. And everything he speaks to us is from a motivation of love. If it's not loving, it is not the voice of God. And we've already talked about how sometimes God will correct us, right? But he does it lovingly. And he does it to live. Okay. So the thief comes to take away from us. So any voice that you're hearing, whether it's in your head or whether it's someone in your life, if it's taking away from your life, if it's stealing from your life, then that is not the voice of God. Even if you don't understand what God is speaking to you, like those stories I told you about when God spoke to me about moving to a different nation, and I wasn't sure how it would pan out for my children, even if you don't know how all the details are going to work out, God's voice can be trusted. And you can, you, when it's coming from a place of love, even if you don't know how it's all going to work out, you can trust him. And the third way that we can test, so the first way is, is it in line with God's word? Number two, is it the voice of love? The third way we can test it is, does your community of faith recognize and affirm this as the voice of God to you? Scripture teaches us in 2 Corinthians 13 that everything must be established by two or three witnesses. Now, you don't need confirmation of that you need to love your spouse, right? You don't need confirmation of things like that. But for big decisions or big moves, and you're wondering, am I hearing the voice of God? God has set us in a community of believers, and often he will confirm what he's saying to you. He won't just say it once when it's something big or something that requires a lot of faith or a big step. He will confirm, and he'll speak multiple times. And those that you're walking through life with and agreement with, they'll say, yeah, that's God. Go for it. Yes, that's good. You'll feel the support and the confirmation of the community of faith around you when you're hearing God. There will be confirmation on those things. So each one of us can grow in hearing God's voice. And I know that, that this is true for us as Border City Church. I believe that God wants us to grow in hearing his voice. And um, I'm almost done, but I just want to get a little bit prophetic here. And what I mean by that is I believe God's, what we've looked at is general truth for anybody, but I believe God's spoken a few things to me specifically for us as Border City Church that I want to get into here just for a moment. If you remember when Paul and I came back from South Africa in August, some of you were around. We came back from a visit to South Africa this year. And the man who is leading the church that we used to lead, He's now leading the church. And he said that God had spoken something to him this year that he wanted to share with us. And as he shared it, we, we grabbed hold of it, and we've been living it out these past few months. And it's this. Don't work harder. Pay more attention. 
don't work harder, pay more attention. Now, I'm not saying that hard work isn't good. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I think often when we hit struggles or we hit difficulties in life, there's a temptation to fix it. I'm going to fix this thing. I'm going to get the answer to this thing. There's got to be a solution. And we start to work harder. And all God's wanting us to do is posture our hearts to hear him and just pay more attention because he's got the solution. So like I said a few minutes ago, have you obeyed what you've heard Jesus say to you already? Are you paying attention to his voice for your leading in your life now? Because those obstacles that you're up against right now, some of you just need to obey what he's already said. And some of you just need to listen because he is speaking to you. And you need to receive what he's saying to you. How do we pay attention to him? Like I've already said, we can grow close to him. We come close to him. We spend time with him. And we start to be more sensitive to what he's saying. But also we just practice giving him our attention. Every morning when I sit and I have my coffee and I look at scripture and I pray and I talk to God, there's always a moment in there somewhere where I just sit and I listen and I just pay attention and I say, God, do you want to say anything to me today? Do you want to show me something? And we need to be doing that. We need to be driving down the highway in our car and not just talking on the phone and not just listening to music, but sometimes we need to be quiet and say, Lord, do you want to say something to me? Do you want to give me an answer to the situation that I've been asking you about? We need to listen for his answers. We need to still our hearts and still our minds and turn off all those other voices and let God speak to us. Jesus said, if any man has ears, let him hear, which means that just because you have ears doesn't mean you're hearing. We need to hear with our spiritual ears. We need to open up our hearts to hear what Jesus is saying to us, and we need to deal with with distractions. Back in in John 10, verse 12 says, the hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing of the sheep. And I felt like as I was preparing this, I felt like God said to me that some of you need to identify and deal with the wolves in your life. That there are wolves that come to snatch you away from Jesus or to snatch you away from his purpose in in a particular area of your life. And you need to deal with those wolves. So what are those wolves? Wolves are voices that intend to harm you. Wolves might be the voice of the devil that wants to keep you from God's plan for you. Sometimes a wolf might be your own voice, your own thoughts on a particular matter that war against God's will for your life. Sometimes it's your own habits or thought patterns that are in the way of you walking in what God has for you. And they just keep coming back like wolves to take you out of the flock and the safety that God has you in. For some of you, the wolves are fears. You're afraid to step out of what God has said. You're afraid to follow Jesus. Sometimes it's rebellion in our hearts or just a strong will that I'm not going to go that way just because. And you need to deal with those wolves. You need to identify them and deal with them in your life. As I, was, as I was reading those words, literally as I was reading those words in my home this week, preparing, on the TV, John David, the kids had a break from school this week. They had fall break. And on the TV, literally, I'm reading the words about wolves, and I hear this commentator on a nature TV show talking about wolves and sheep. And I was like, okay. So hearing, talking about hearing God's voice. So I walked into the living room, and I sat down for a minute and watched with John David. He was watching this nature show about wolves, about, about sheep, and herding sheep, and about how wolves come, and how they come in a pack, and they try to get, 
they, they, they try to get the sheep, especially around the borders, the ones that are kind of straying off. They try to snatch those sheep away. And what they said is that most wolf attacks are in the dark. And that caught my attention. Most wolf attacks are in the dark. And I thought of this verse from 1 Thessalonians 5.5. 5. It says, you are all children of the light yes. and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. Yes. So I want to say to you, come into the light. How do you stay in the light? You stay close to Jesus, first of all. You stay tight in your relationship with God. But you also stay around the other sheep. And they showed on the show how the, the sheep that were close in with the other sheep that stayed in there, they were safe. God has called you to be a part of a flock of sheep. Yes. Stay with the sheep and you will be safe from the wolves. Yeah. Another way is that you stay accountable to leaders. The sheep that were close to the shepherd, the sheep that were close to the, to the sheep dogs, they were the safe ones. Yeah. They stayed accountable to those that were leading them. And that is one of the main ways that we stay safe in life. I'm accountable. Paul's accountable to leaders in our lives. There's nobody on this earth that does not need to be accountable to people because it's God's design. And it's one of the ways that he keeps us safe as sheep. And it's one of the ways that we stay in the light. So we're going to close now. But I just want to take a few moments as we're closing to practice what we've talked about just, just briefly. Okay? So if you, if you would just take a moment and close your eyes. If you'd like to, you sure, certainly don't have to if you're not comfortable with this. But just close your eyes. And in your heart... You can pray this prayer. You don't have to pray it out loud, but if you'd like to, I'd just like you to pray this prayer in your heart and say, Jesus, I believe your promise that your sheep hear your voice. I believe that. I accept that as truth. And now I just want you to think about this phrase that I said earlier. Don't work harder, but pay more attention. And that's what we're going to do right now is we're going to pay attention to the voice of God. And I want to ask you, with your eyes closed, have you been trying to fix it yourself? Have you been trying to come up with a solution yourself? And I want to ask you, have you obeyed what you've heard Jesus say to you already? Are you paying attention to his voice for his leading now in your life? And if you haven't been, don't feel bad, but just align your heart right now in this moment and pay attention to what he's saying. Say, Jesus, I want to follow your leading for my life. I want to hear your voice. I want to encourage you to deal with distractions and just think about that for a moment with your eyes closed. If the Lord has identified to you any wolves in your life, as I was sharing about that, maybe some of you instantly knew about a wolf in your life. For some of you, it might be an individual that you need to stay away from. Or it might be some other thing in your life that you've identified as a wolf. Maybe it's people that you need to stop giving access to your mind and your heart. You need to stop listening to their voice. Some of you need to shut the devil up when those thoughts come, the thoughts that he brings that are trying to keep you out of God's will for your life. For some of you, the wolf might be your own voice or your own thoughts that are warring against God's plan for your life, and you need to deal with those wolves. If, you're, if you've been taking notes or if you're writing on your phone or anything, if, you, if you've identified any of those things, maybe you want to write it down, I don't know. But most importantly, carry it in your heart. Know if there's something you need to deal with today, know that you're going to go away from here and deal with that, that you're going to deal with those wolves.
But now let's close, keep our eyes closed and let's just still our hearts and our minds and let God speak to us. And again, in your heart, just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe your promise that, you, that your sheep hear your voice. And just ask God in your heart, do you want to say anything to me? Do you want to show me anything? And let's just listen. Some of you might receive a picture of something. Some of you might hear a phrase. Some of you, a scripture might come to mind. And some of you might even receive something right now that you're supposed to share with somebody else, maybe somebody even in this room. And when we close, I want you to go and share that with the person that it's for if God gives you something. Some of you, God's going to speak directly to you. Some of you, God, might just remind you, remember that thing I told you? That's still what I'm saying to you. And now as his sheep, we need to follow him. We need to follow what he says. We need to go where he's going. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. So Jesus, we thank you so much for this promise. Lord, we want to live this promise. We want to be people that know your voice and that follow you. Lord, not just people who hear you, but people who follow you too. As your sheep, you are the good shepherd and we trust you wholeheartedly with our lives. And God, I even just pray for an ability in people's hearts here today to trust you, to see your goodness, to know your love. I pray for new revelations of your goodness and your love that we would be able to trust you with what you say and do what you're asking us to do. We give you our hearts, Jesus. We give you our hearts. Amen. We're going to close, but I forgot my little illustration. It's still a good one. Who's a, who can catch well? Who's a good catch? You can catch well? Okay. So if this ball is what God says, okay? There's scriptures. There's so many scriptures about this. One of my favorite scriptures talks about God's thoughts are constant towards you. If you could count them, there would be more than the sands. That's how many thoughts God has for us. I believe God is always communicating, always. So the thoughts come, but we got to catch them. Good job. So God is speaking to you. He is, but you got to catch it. you got to take it. you got to hear his voice, and we have to follow. Amen?